Hello people, good morning. My name is Irene and welcome to the Unraveling Princess podcast this morning. Um, or afternoon or evening, whatever time of day you might be listening in. Um, <clears throat> we are living in very unique times. You know, there's a lot happening. And um, reminds me of a video that I was watching by Pastor John Heggie, and he was just encouraging people of, we are living in such a time that we don't know what is happening next. And of course, that's how it's always been. We don't know what's happening next, but not all is well. There's disease, there's death, there's lack, there's war, there's division, there's so much murders, abductions, and fear just gripping the hearts of men. And he was just saying, you might be wondering what world our children are going to live in. For those of you that already have children, you know, you worry for your children. You're like, what is going on? What world are we living in? Because it tends to get worse and worse by the day. And the same goes for the adults, you know, you're like... What are we doing? What is going on? How are we going to live five years from now? What is going to happen right now that the virus is raging, you know, that people are losing hope and despairing of life and it's it's hard. And he was saying, you see, God was from the beginning and is until the end, the very end and beyond eternity. And so we... And he knew the beginning before it was. He knew the end as the beginning was unfolding for us. And he knew that our children will be born at the time they will be born. He knew that we would be born the day that we were born, the times that we were born. Those that have already been born right now, he knew and he set that time to be that time. So do not worry. Philippians 4 talks about us. It encourages us not to be anxious about anything, but with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving to make our request known unto God, you know. And Matthew 6 tells us to not worry about anything, but to seek first his kingdom, and all these things shall be added unto us. Um, There was a video I watched of a girl, a lady called China McLean, She's a Hollywood celebrity <clears throat> and Joseph King and giving the analogy of the snake in the yard, in the backyard. And she was saying, you see, if I go out into the backyard and I realize that there's a snake in the backyard, I will come back into the house and lock the door because it's going to bite me. It's poisonous and it will kill me. But then if a friend... Or someone I love is in the house and they're like, um, uh, I think I want to go out in the yard uh, and, and, and the compound and just, you know, take in some fresh air and relax. And I let them go knowing fully well that there's a snake in the backyard and it's going to kill them. And I do not want them. Is that love? Do I really love that person? No, I do not. 
actually. But if I do love them, I'll tell them, hey, there's a snake in the backyard. I don't think you should go there. I think you should stay in the house for safety. Now it's their choice to say, okay, let me stay. Oh no, it's their choice. I love that analogy with all its simplicity, the weight that it carries and the truth therein. And she was giving that as an example of us Christians who have been saved and redeemed and how saving the world, not saving the world, but leading them to Christ as we were led to Christ by someone, how that is our responsibility to warn people of the danger that is lurking, the danger that is out there. You know, the devil prowling like a lion, looking for whom to devour. And yet the safety in Christ and in God and life and salvation. And today, this morning, I was reading from Acts 2, after the disciples received the Holy Spirit. And Peter in verse 14, from verse 14, gave us someone, you know, introduced Christ, how he was born, how he was raised from the dead, how he was, he died for our sin, and how he has authority now. And at the end, 37 says, and when they had this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off as many as the Lord our God will call. And I'd like to tell you, if you have not received God and you hear the, the gospel and the word of God and, you know, the call to salvation, the call to return to our God and our Father and to repent and turn away from our sin and you, you wonder, what do I do? Well, verse 38 of Acts 2 says, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Because guess what? It is our sin that is leading us away from God. And away from God is death and destruction. The Bible says that there will be gnashing of teeth. And gnashing of teeth is symbolic of the pain, of the anguish that will be in hell when we reject God. And I just posted something and said, you know, what's the best gift you've ever received in your life? And for me, I can say without a doubt that it is when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and my Savior that I am now reconciled with God, one with God, with my Father, that death is no longer my portion. Death or death, where is your sting? And death comes because that is the reward of the sin that we bear. The sin that comes upon us from birth because we descend from Adam. The Bible says, as sin came into the world by one man, so does life, so does salvation. And that one man is Christ Jesus. And 
like the analogy that China MacLean used, if we know the life, if we know the greatest gift that we have received is Christ and salvation and it's everlasting and not just worldly and here, but will go on and on. It's eternal consequential. What am I doing with that? You, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you enough to tell you that Christ's return is near. I had a dream in 2016 and it was about that day. I I will never forget this dream. I've dreamt countless things and this is one of the dreams I can never ever forget. The visual, the realness. He, I didn't see him personally. I saw a figure and light and clouds that looked like a door that was opening and so much light was coming from the, the, in my spirit. I knew this was the day and I saw people crying and praying to other things and other gods and, and, and like this thing that they were praying to, this sculpture this image that they were praying to was crying and without words it was signaling them to look to god to not pray to it but to pray to god and they were still not listening and if that knows that hey i am not the one you should worship but god why are we so blind and stubborn on rejecting god and christ and yet he's calling us to return to him. Brothers and sisters, God is coming. How Christ is returning and how has he found you? The Bible says that he's returning for a church without wrinkle and without stain. And guess what? He is the only one that can remove that wrinkle and that stain. And that stain and wrinkle is sin. It is sin and it's the one that separates us from God. When we sinned disobedience when we disobeyed we were separated from god and when we were separated from our father from our maker christ came in human flesh and dwelt among us and brought us salvation and brought us reconciliation to the father that the veil was torn and we have access to god access to our father he says when we repent and confess he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness all unrighteousness and our unrighteousness is the one that separates us from God and his love the prodigal son he went away and when he came to his senses oh how I pray that the world will come to their senses, that we will come to our senses and know we have sinned. And we go back and repent and say, Father, I have sinned against you and against heaven. But yet while we are still thinking about our sin, God is saying you are forgiven, you are redeemed and you are loved. Repent and turn to God, brothers and sisters. Our God loves us. Our God is calling us. And we are chasing the things of the world. And ambition is good. He has called us to make an impact in this world, but for his name and for his glory.
Let's win souls for him. Let's take over the marketplace for him. Let's let's love for him. Let's take over the music industry, the movie making industry, the money markets for his glory. Let all that we do, like in Colossians says, let all that will be done be for the glory of God, be done unto Christ. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For that promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off and many are far off. I pray, I pray, Lord, I pray for the hearts of men to return to you, O God, those that are longing for love and acceptance and peace, my God. Those that are far off, those that are in depression, those that are in sadness, that have been rejected, Lord, that do not know you, that have really not thought about you a lot. I pray that they will return to you and accept you as King and Lord, O Father. O Father, we pray and cry out for the nations, Lord, that there will be healing right now. Not just physical, but my God, spiritual and emotionally. That they will find solace and comfort in you. That my God, as we cry out to you as Nehemiah did. As Ezra did, Lord. As Abraham did for Lord God. We cry out to you for the nations. For Uganda, Lord. For Africa. For Asia. For Australia. For America. For Europe, Lord. We cry out to you, my God. For the nations that there will be peace. Peace not just physical but peace that surpasses human understanding. To guard our hearts and minds in you Christ Jesus. Lord, Lord Jesus we call out to you. We lift up our voices and cry out to you my God and surrender. Father I pray that everyone, anyone that might be hearing and listening to this that does not know you. Right now, we'll surrender to you. We'll know that you are God and that you love them endlessly. And that, my God, we will stop joking with your name and mocking you. Because one day we will not have the time to turn back and repent. May it not be too late for us. I love you, O God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for this moment, O God. Pray that your love will continue to sustain us and carry us through. That your word, Lord, will be the rock on which we stand. That when the winds and the oceans and the storms blow, we will remain firmly standing on the rock. The rock of Jesus Christ, our King. I thank you, O God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for salvation. The harvest is great, but the harvest is, Lord. Send us out into the nations, Lord. Send us out, O oh God, to bring souls back to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I've prayed. Amen. Beloved, I pray that you will share this message with your friends, your family, your loved ones. If you know Christ, it's not enough. 
those around you need to know Christ. So I pray that you will share this and be encouraged and accept Lord, accept God, Jesus Christ, walk with him, invite him into your life and everything that you do. And he is faithful. He is faithful. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. That's all from the Unraveling Princess podcast this day. May the Lord bless you.